Welcome to episode 107 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio, drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. How are you, Melissa? I'm doing okay. You having yourself a fine weekend? Uh, so far, so good. I'm very tired. Yeah, uh, I was same. up very late last night because I could not sleep. Oh, oh beans. Oh, it's well. been rainy here, so I've slept fine. Man. It's supposed yeah. to rain like all week this this week here. Ooh. Like, nonstop. So. Man, I kind of like it when it rains more than ever now because when it rains, it feels like I'm supposed to be inside. Like right. this is normal. And then when I look out my window, there's something to look at. You know, nice and sunny. Rain. It's like, oh man, <laughs> why wouldn't I go out there? Yeah, rain is like dynamic. It moves. It's moody. It's atmospheric. Like I put on a lot of ambient YouTube videos where it's like you're inside a library with a crackling fireplace and stuff like that. I've never put on one of a sunny day. I only put on ones of rainy days. <laughs> Even when it's already raining outside, I'm like double, twice as much. <laughs> More rain. <laughs> Need more rain. What are we talking about this week? We watched the anime film Paprika. This was directed by Satoshi Khan, who did Tokyo Godfathers and Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress. And this came out in 2006. Indeed. Satoshi Khan is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen a lot of his work, mostly his movies and anime. Haven't read a, 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 any of his manga. Oh, uh, which I didn't even know he created a couple mangas. Ooh, uh, until like last year, the year before ish, something like that. And so now it's like, oh, one day I'm gonna have to go read those. <laughs> It'd be neat. I'd like to see what they are. We've watched Perfect Blue together on the show before, and you watched Tokyo Godfathers with a previous co-host in a previous incarnation of this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both of which are on our website, yeah. whatnots.com. But the review show mm -hmm. was... Uh, it was just, last year. It, it was, was like episode 46. Oh, man, that's so long ago. Yeah. Actually, actually, that would have been almost a year ago. No, I think it was in the winter. Uh, it was February. Yep. So, a little more than a year. Okay, good stuff, yeah. Perfect Blue, I would say, is one of, if not maybe my favorite movies. Ooh, yeah. Um, but pep Paprika was the first thing that I saw of, mm -hmm. of Satoshi Kon's. Uh, and I saw it. I've only seen it once besides what we watched for this one. But it was 10 years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was 2010. An ancient it, time. I watched it. Yeah. This movie came out in 2006, I believe. Yes. And yeah. 
now that you have seen Toshikakan's paprika, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it before. And I pitched this to you because I watched Inception last weekend. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is heralded as very similar to Inception. And people are like, Christopher Nolan definitely watched this before he made that movie, right? And maybe he did. I don't know how long he was working on the story for Inception, which came out in 2010. That might have been something he was simmering on for a while. Yeah. But the movies have a similar we're going to explore dreams kind of plot line and a couple visual similarities as well. Great double feature. Not exactly double feature because I watched them like five days apart, but you know. I'll count one week's time span as a double feature, sure. Sure. <laughs> you, you probably want some time in between them because yeah. they're, they're both, like, very surreal. Yeah, and like yeah. What is going on? What's happening? You know, so you want some, want some time to, like, sit and think and be like, okay, that's what that <laughs> was actually about. This character was actually more important than I thought and, you know, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. I liked it. It was a little tough to follow. So I had to watch like a recap video later, sort of make sure that I had everything straight. I think I also might have watched it when I was too tired, which is the gotcha. downfall of many of my film viewing experiences. Whoops, I'm sleepy, but I'm too stubborn to actually turn this off and go back to it later. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It's visually stunning. It looks it really so good. Not like really 2006 yeah. was that long ago, but it looks like this could have been made yesterday. It's really crisp. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one that I like, I remember watching it 10 years ago and just having my mind blown. And mm -hmm. like, I didn't even know something like this was possible. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. This was amazing. Uh, yeah. And then Inception came out and I was like, hmm, child's play. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like it, it, it's it's very imaginative. It's very mm -hmm. surreal. Um, what you think is perspective or not possible is suddenly possible in this. It's it's fun to to watch. Yeah, even if you aren't necessarily keeping up with the plot. Yeah, um, and it's not really a drama. Like, there's a little really. bit of a mist. Yeah, there's a little bit of a mystery there. You know, one of the main characters is a detective investigating a murder. There are murders. But still, mm -hmm. like, it's fun. It's more of an adventure sci-fi film than anything else. Um, yeah, it was good. I, it, it, was in, it was interesting getting to watch this a second time. Because mm -hmm. um, it, it felt a lot easier to follow. Being like, oh, yeah. Actually, this is not that complicated. Um, once, once you kind of can, you know, it's like, okay, this is happening. This is what it's actually about. You know, it's all of that stuff. Oh, this is actually isn't that that bad. Um, it's good. It's good. I, I, I don't know where this would. Let's see. Perfect Blue is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think I like Tokyo Godfather's next. And then this one. So this would probably be in my third place yeah. spot of Satoshi Khan's. Mm -hmm. Go. Yeah. You want to do a synopsis yeah. for people that have not seen this yet? 
Yeah, I'm going to, I was looking at the Wikipedia article earlier to like refresh myself on making sure I have everybody's names right. And the Wikipedia synopsis is actually, (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty apt. So I'm going to go ahead and read it off of here, actually. Okay. Uh, A device called the DC Mini allows the user to view people's dreams. The head of the team working on the treatment, Dr. Chiba, begins using the machine illegally to help psychiatric patients outside the research facility using her alter ego, Paprika, a persona she assumes in the dream world. Chiba's closest allies are uh, the chief of the department and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Tokita, an obese genius man-child and inventor of the DC Mini. Great. So, <laughs> I don't know if I would have phrased it like that, but okay. Uh, Paprika counsels a detective, Detective Konakawa, who is plagued by a recurring dream. So, you have this detective trying to solve this murder mystery in his dream. You have these scientists who are working on this technology that allows you to view dreams record dreams watch them back go into dreams mm-hmm. and this is all for like it, therapeutic reasons like they're doing this this isn't like a black or ops. science yeah yeah like they've got some noble goals with it but there's been like uh a guy left the team and like has taken the technology with him and is using it like against is like a revenge mission against his old co-workers you've got mm-hmm. this woman in the middle of it who is the scientist and then has this other persona in the dream world who's this like bright vibrant magic girl yeah it's good it's fun there, there's there's a bit of a mystery of mm. love, like who exactly because they know that somehow someone has gotten a hold of this technology and they don't know who it is exactly at her first they have an idea of who they think it is and then it, it ends up being bigger than they thought of like who who like who is actually using this technology uh and stuff but they are using it to hurt people and Mm kind of cause chaos and stuff like that and it's it's hurting people it's destroying things it's killing them it's all sorts of stuff um and so they they have to find out who who it is and stop them Mm mm-hmm um yeah I, I i think that's about it without really spoiling things or getting into all of that stuff yeah I, yeah that's anything else that's complicated like no that's complicated enough to begin with yeah for sure well, let's get on to housekeeping mm-hmm. uh and then we will dive in and do some spoilers and start talking about the the film a little bit more in in depth if you guys did not know we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots you guys can go check them out on our website thewhatnots.com. uh if you guys like what we do patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh you guys can get access to episodes early uh, you guys can get some exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. Uh, speaking of exclusive c- content, yeah. it looks like we're about to have some new stuff uh, for w- one of our podcasts called The Reactor Core. Uh, I think we're also going to be recording a spoiler cast on the new Scooby-Doo movie mm-hmm. called Scoob. Yeah. Uh, so that, that should be fun. Be on the lookout for all of that stuff. 
Um, but we would also like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at our $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out and keeping the mics on. Get it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. Okay. Listen, the house has been kept. Mm-hmm. Do the thing. My stream deck has been acting up, so I'm going to see if I can do the spoiler alert the old-fashioned way. Oh, by turning a crank wheel? Exactly. And it worked. <laughs> okay. Spoiler territory. Here we are, doing our thing, diving in. Melissa, let me ask you this. Before okay. we actually start talking about the movie itself, do you remember your dream? Yeah, probably about an average amount, as much as anybody does. Camera just got very. Oof. Anyways, uh, while I'm fixing that, yeah, I'm, 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 I think a strange person because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember mine. It's mm. literally just black. Like I, <laughs> I don't remember a thing. Fall asleep and I wake up. That's I it. don't like that. It's just like I wish. I mean, I like it's one of those things that I know I do dream. Mm -hmm. They say you dream like seven times every night, um, and every once in a while I'll remember stuff, but it's it's very rare. Mm. I, I do so. People's dreams have often been like. Tell me about them. That's really cool. I don't have those. What are oh, those? No. <laughs> what is a dream? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, have, have you had like recurring dreams or nightmares or stuff like that that you <gasps> remember? Yeah, no, like there's like share exactly. What no, no, like, like but... there's like certain like themes and motifs that show up over and over again. I still, here in the year 2020, I don't remember exactly the last time I had one, but I know it's recent enough. I still have dreams about going to Blockbuster. And my dad's like, you better pick out a movie <laughs> now. Would. I'm going to leave. <laughs> if you don't pick something out now, we're going to leave and you're not going to get a movie. And I have to pick out what movie. Well, listen, that, that still happens to me. <laughs> that is incredible. That is like, most people have stress dreams of like, missing a test at school <laughs> or like being late for a, a meeting at work and you're in your underwear <laughs> or something. And Melissa, your stress dream is we're at block buster <laughs> and we're about to, 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 to we're about to, to leave. You need to pick something now or we're not going to get anything. <laughs> I also like, have oh God, dreams. What do I pick? I have dreams where it's Halloween and I'm not prepared and I don't have a costume. I've got a lot of a certain type of stress dream where it's like I'm leaving to go somewhere and I'm like, hold on, let me uh, I'm going to put a necklace on before I leave. And then like I can't find anything and like time warps in the dream. And it's like I have spent four hours looking for a necklace and now I've completely missed that thing I was even going to go to. Interesting. The worst. Interesting. Let me ask you one okay. more thing. When you were younger, what was your dream job? Like, what was the thing you're like, when I <gasps> grow up, I want to be an astronaut. Oh. oh, I wanted to be like a lot of different things. I always wanted to be something 
creative. Even when I was okay. like seven or eight years old and I didn't know like what type of creative thing was right for me yet. I've also always wanted to be a secretary. Oh. I've wanted to be a Pepper Potts. <laughs> Dream big. That's Not to call did, Pepper did, Potts did a secretary, it. but like I'm so, uh, like I'm the right hand lady. Like I don't yeah. have all the power, but I have all the secrets. I have all the information. I'm the person who really gets things done. Like that archetype you entered my head. Have all of the power. Yeah, even yes. though you don't. But yeah, do. like that archetype entered my head at a very young age. I can't. I have not been able to trace it to where. But I've always wanted to be like a businesswoman of some type. Gotcha. I think for me, I I knew from a very young age that I was like, I want to be an artist of some some kind. That's good. Um, I I I want to draw or paint or something mm. I, I didn't know exactly what but i knew i wanted to do art um and i i had like this aha moment when i was young i think i was drawings or i i had like traced something mm -hmm. which i i like was not an original piece of art artwork but it was like me teaching myself it's like okay these are the proportions this is what a superhero looks like all of that stuff and then on the bus one day the this was in like first grade maybe uh they were like wow that's really cool i want one can you make me one and then i just had this like light bulb moment that was like i can make them this stuff and I can charge them money. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I want to be an artist. Good. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I ask you that stuff because this movie is all about dreams in multiple mm. different ways. Yeah. Um, from what you, like, physically dream about at night to, like, what your dream job was and what yeah, you always a, wanted to be. Yeah, it's also about aspirations right. and, like, the version yeah. of yourself you've always wanted to be. Like, you look at Dr. Chiba, who's, like, very straight-laced, very serious. She's this businesswoman. She's a scientist. Like, she's got her hair in a bun and her glasses, and she's, like, working in her lab. And Paprika's hmm. got this, like, short, very brightly dyed hair. She's wearing all these cute outfits, you know, she's wearing like jeans and sort of scampering around town, like riding a moped, like being like cute yeah. and flirty with people. Yeah. Like you yeah. see, like this is what this woman has always wanted to be, has always aspired to be, but has never totally gotten there. But in the dreams, she is, oh, she has enough freedom that she can reinvent herself like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think in my first viewing of the film 10 years ago, I didn't necessarily really understand that that was the alter. Yeah. Of, it's like I, I did, but I didn't like it. It hit me later on in, in the film. Uh, but then again, it was like I, w when I was looking into Satoshi Khan and, and, and being like, okay, who is he? What has he mm. done? The thing I see multiple times is like, this is a mind fuck. You're, you're, you're gonna be like it's paprika it's per perfect blue there's a little bit, bit of that stuff in tokyo godfathers mm. stuff like that and it was just like there are twists and things you think that are happening are not really happening but they are in a different way and it's all that stuff so i don't think like i fully understood that until later on 
and in this second viewing, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense from like square one. It was just like, oh yeah, that's her alter ego. That's what she wants to be, who she sees herself as. So yeah, that that was an an interesting tidbit. Yeah, and that's not really clear until like halfway through the movie. Like after the initial opening, this movie is a great opening mm-hmm. where it starts in the circus and then it goes through all of uh, that detective's d- different dreamscapes that he has, which are all like movie genres. There's like a Tarzan movie, which is a public domain. I think there's another one that's just like a genre, like a gangster film or something. And there's then like one of them is just. Yeah, and one of them is specifically Roman Holiday. Like, exactly yeah. Roman Holiday. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I've they, seen... Ref- they, they put mm-hmm. in the credits. Yeah. They made me mention that. And like, and thanks for whoever the studio is for letting us use Roman Holiday. Yeah, and I feel like I've seen Roman Holiday referenced in some other anime before, real specifically. So I wonder if that's like a big western cultural touchstone over there in japan yeah i wonder if it was one of the movies that made it over and they're just like oh this is what they do this is what white (laughs) people do okay uh yeah it's not clear right away that paprika is dr chiba's alter ego so after this dreamscape that they introduce you with uh, Paprika leaves the hotel where she's been working with the detective and like she leaves on her moped and like you see her like and this you can tell is sort of exaggeration it's sort of special effects and fantasy things where you like she drives past a truck and like the little graphic on the side of the truck starts dancing and then you know she's like flying up in the air and stuff like that and it goes from that and then it cuts to Dr. Chiba driving in her like a sensible sedan and you look at it in retrospect and it's like, okay, here's the fantasy, here's the reality. But when you're first watching it, it seems like just a juxtaposition. Like these are separate women and here's, you know, here's wild fun. character. Yeah, here's wild fun, free-spirited paprika and then this uh, stern science lady. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I, I the, something else that I like about Dr. Cheheba, however you say her name, um, mm-hmm. is like the, the the film ends up looping back around on itself because mm-hmm. after we meet her, one of the first things we see is she's in the parking g- 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 garage. She opens the elevator door, and what's his name is in there, and he's just stuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you still don't know what to make of the film yet. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the genre really is yet. Yeah, and he he has this thing where you know he's stuck. But then the way he turns his head is almost <laughs> scary. It's almost horrifying. Yeah, and you got but, a but point. He, yeah, like it looks like something from the 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 Exorcist or or, or something. And then then he he's just like, uh, sorry. Like I can can you help me out here? <laughs> and and so like it it turns out to be this really like childlike moment. Yeah. But then the film loops back around on itself by the end, and we find out that she's actually in love with him, hmm. and, and and she's never really admitted that. 
she's just kind of kept to her like okay i am at my job i need to keep this professional i need you know mm. need to do all of that stuff and, and i think throughout the course of the film she kind of learns like hey maybe i don't need to be so square <laughs> whatever yeah. like I, I i don't know what the right word there is yeah, yeah. she's she's not necessarily like uptight or mm. a, 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 anything but she's very organized that might be yeah. a good word of like okay i am at my j- j- job i need to do job mm. that's it i, I want to talk about the parking garage for a bit because i feel okay. like parking garages are typically ominous do you agree with this? Scary. When, yeah. Yeah. When you see like not so much in real life, but like in a movie, like when you <laughs> see a parking garage, it's like, oh, something bad is about to happen or at least something um, serious, something kind of eerie. Like in all the president's men, I think the reporters are meeting with their government contact in a uh, in a parking garage. Like there's something clandestine and like secretive going on in a parking garage. Right. Yeah. So like when you mentioned like she she goes into her parking garage and she's going to take the elevator up to her apartment unit and like the guy's stuck in the elevator and you don't know like what the tone of the story is yet. I'm like, yeah, I I also remember feeling briefly like, oh, we're in a parking garage. Is something bad going to happen? And then it turns into large man stuck in elevator door needs small woman to pull him out. Like it gets a little silly. But I'm wondering if because uh, in... Tokyo in like big city urban Japan if like the high rises are so common that like everybody is used to parking garages like it's probably like parking garages on the bottom and then like your apartments are up top like Mm -hmm. are they so much more common in Japan that a parking garage is just a parking garage and it's not this like ominous zone like it is in American cinema I mean yeah we're we're kind of taught that that's where secret agents meet yeah, uh, ferrets are made in dark, uh-huh. poorly lit parking garages. Yes. Someone is probably in your back seat <laughs> hiding, right? <laughs> you know, like mm. that's that's just what ha- happens. Uh, and and then we don't say that here. I I I don't, I don't know if that's enough to be like, huh? I wonder if they do it differently in Japan. Oh, uh, I was just it, wondering, like... It's it's still it's still just, like, we don't know what the film yeah. is yet. Yes. Yeah. So. It's like, yeah, we can't nail, like, the tone or the genre down. But also, I was aware, like, oh, there's probably cultural stuff that I'm not getting. Like, this, I am probably reading Parking Garage different than who is intended. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's, um... You guys... Doctor Tokita. Tokita, yeah. He was right. interesting because he is—he's a very large man, to the point where it looks like he's from another movie entirely. Like he's in the same style of uh, animation that everybody else is. Like his line weights are the same. You know, he's—he's he's not exaggerated. He's just so right. so big. He's comically large, and it's, I couldn't. Yeah, it's it's. It's uh, uh, honestly, though, something that I think Satoshi Khan typically does mm. really well, uh, where he has very, like, normal-looking people. Like, their mm. noses aren't perfect. They they yeah. might have 
like a lot longer face or this character might be taller this character might be shorter and have mm. uh like a, a crooked eye or, or something in this one i think we see it the most where it's like yeah you have this comically this comically large guy this super tiny doctor yes. who's like so small four feet tall yeah then you have this like really slender woman um you, you have this character who's bald and in a wheelchair uh you have you know you have paprika who is uh more flirty she has a shorter haircut mm -hmm. she's just she's skipping as she, as mm -hmm. she as she moves it's just like the characters are diverse in body type yes which is really interesting to see because that's not something you really see in anime mm -hmm. um i mean there there are examples of stuff like that but it, it's 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 still something that's just not super common um, and so, to me, despite him being as large as he is, which could be played as comedy and stuff like that, and it often is, but yeah. it, like, it, it, it's it's nice to see. It is. Like, I, like, I was, like, I, like, he was, I think, maybe my favorite character, mm -hmm. um, just, yeah. just, just because he is so lo lo lovable, and I think he has... One of the more emotional stories of, yeah. of characters where he he kind of knows that he's uh or at least at least he 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 thinks that he's overweight and that kind of makes him sad and he he, yeah. he doesn't really know how to fix that or i don't know what the right is there but so instead he just he dives in, in, into his work and he makes these incredible yeah. machines. He's like, with, with this, you, you can share your, your dreams with people. And it's like, wow, like that's actually, that's actually kind of deep and it's kind of touching. Um, but yet here you are in this one scene where they're like, okay, who has the steak? And they're right. like, that's me. And he's like, okay, who has this? Like, that's also me. It's like, who has this food? He's like, that one's me too. Me too yeah, know? like I couldn't figure out how to read these things because they were doing these very broad fat guy comedy jokes. Yeah. Which seemed outside of what the rest of the movie was doing. It was not going for this very broad obvious like mm -hmm. standard vaudevillian joke of the fat guy gets stuck in places and orders a lot of food like i yeah. couldn't figure out how it fit into the rest of the narrative at first but he does he is ultimately sympathetic which i was glad like it took me a little while to figure out like yeah. how this movie was going to treat that character but like he is very smart capable sympathetic like a really mm -hmm. great guy very well rounded, which seems like a pun here, no but pun I don't intended, intend yeah. it to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was he was interesting. I am glad like where he ended up. He also spends like the last half hour of the movie as a robot. Does yeah, which is also kind of his dream. Um, but yeah, the last thing I'll say about the comedy around him is that like it's. It's played for enough of a joke that you know it's supposed to be a joke, but mm -hmm. it's not 
it's not super funny. It's it's not it's not like no. it's like it's not like knee slapping like oh this was great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh okay they're doing a joke about that. So you know it's supposed to be a a a lighter tone. I think in that regard, it's supposed to kind of let your guard down with mm-hmm. with, with with him. I, I I think and make you more comfortable with 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 him. Um, is is yeah. what I think they were going for. Yeah, something I've seen before. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to you you have a point here where in a movie where we don't really know what's going on, we don't know like what's ominous and what isn't like. I feel like the character that the movie is going to make all the jokes about while he keeps ordering food is not going to be a villain. No movie is going to make that the same character. Yeah. It's Um, like we can't put all of these different, like, we're making all these jokes about him and he's the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the, the first kind of really ominous thing in the film Mm. is actually the uh, uh, opening but we, mm-hmm. qu- we quickly learn that that's a dream sequence, and so that kind of puts us at ease again. Not being far in the film of, of just being like, okay, that was a dream sequence. A little unnerving when he's in that cage and all these yeah. people are rushing at him, and it's all like his face and stuff. That's kind of scary. Yeah, but we we still don't know what the film is, and then I think when when we Put two and two together is shortly after that scene where when uh, Doctor Chiba is pulling him out of the elevator. They go into work and they're kind of discussing what's happening. That mm-hmm. hey, someone is using this technology. Um, we we don't know who it is. They're starting to hurt people. We need to find them. And they're like, okay, don't tell the director. We need to solve mm-hmm. this before we get in there. They open up the, 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 the door, and director or whoever he, he is is in there, and he already he um. And in the midst of that, as they're talking about it, the small doctor guy—I don't remember his uh um up here yeah. Real fast. Let's oh, that's Doctor Shima. Shima. Okay. Okay. Um. So he. Well. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Uh, it says there's the chief of the department, and then later it says the chairman of the company, who is yeah. uh a man in a wheelchair. So that's a <laughs> kind of a handy mnemonic to remember. That's who that is. There's also another guy who's like the brown-haired guy. Uh, Dr. Osanai. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, so they, like, as as they're talking to the, like, chairman of the whole company, uh, that smaller doctor starts to just, like, speak nonsense. Yeah. And, and that's when you kind of start putting two and two together of being like, okay, I saw a dream sequence at the start. Mm. Weird things are happening now. Is this a dream? Is this yeah. still a j- dream? Do, do just change scenes? We don't know, but they're also talking about this like machine that's causing people harm through their dreams, and now they don't mm-hmm. even need the machine to do. It. And it, it's a weird thing. And you're like, okay, something is up. 
Yeah. We don't know. And I think that is like the first ominous moment. And the dude ends up like jumping out the window. Yeah. And then you see the dream that is like haunting him, like affecting him this much. And it is just this wild parade of creatures and uh, inanimate objects. Yeah. Like he says, like the fridge and the mailbox will lead the way. And he's like on like this. He's being carried on this pallet, like covered with dolls. Yeah, he's like a doll prince. Yeah, that that parade is like a recurring yeah. motif. Um, and yeah, it, it is just this like forward movement that it's it's this loud noise. We don't necessarily understand it or what's all inside it. It's it's kind of a metaphor for d- dreams itself, right? Whenever mm-hmm. we see it, it's just moving. Like, dreams don't really give you a chance to catch up mm-hmm. and, stu- and st- study it. Like, you're just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what's underneath the large pile of dolls that's halfway <laughs> in that thing. And I don't know, why is there a walking refrigerator there? That makes no sense, you know? <laughs> I I liked that, and I think that is it. it it's we we well. I do we know whose dream that is exactly? Because oh. as it prog- progresses, we start to learn that the dreams of other people are mixing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we know exactly if that is the doctor's I think, dream. I think the origin point is that other scientist who left. Okay. The, the guy who was kids. making all the dolls. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Could make sense. Just like a big parade of toys and mm. obje- objects. <laughs> I want to talk about Inception for a bit. Cool. Because I had just watched Inception last week. And I've been told that these movies are, are fairly similar. And they, they are to the extent that you are going inside a dream. It's about being, yeah, yeah, being inside of a dream and like using dreams as like weapons and as like Mm -hmm. uh, the setting for secret agent, like uh, evil clandestine business. They make dreams into the parking garages of the of the mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's got that going for it. But these are stylistically very, very different, and the dreams in Paprika are really silly. Like you've got ones uh, like the circus one that the movie opens up with that are more like this is a kind of normal situation to begin with. I mean, it's like a normal for an, a detective action movie, not normal for an, an average civilian. <laughs> like he's staking out, you know, somebody who's going to try and kill him at a circus. So yeah. it starts with a quote unquote normal thing. And then it starts getting weird. We're like suddenly like the, magician does a magic trick and then he's inside the cage on the stage and then he's being flooded by all of these people from the audience that have his same face yeah like that's a little bit more like things are normal now they're weird and then from then on out it's like everything's just really exaggeratedly full-blown wacky with like this parade of like inanimate objects and weird animals and then when it infects the city like everybody's like turning into cats or like you see the school kids and like they're just school uniforms that have phones like cell phones sticking out where their heads used to be 
Yeah. And I that, thought about that this. One, that one in particular was strange because it's it like I I, I don't remember what they're ta talking about at that moment, but it is something along the lines of like dreams are about all sorts of things. It can be you know something you've always wanted or working through problems you've, you've mm. had and that's when we see in the parade there's a line of these women in the like school girl sailor mm. outfits with cell phones for he heads and then these like japanese businessmen also with cell phones for head heads come up and do like these upskirt sh shots yeah. as they like lift up the, 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 their skirts for them. It was so weird. And it's all in a line. It's like a chorus line. It's like this was choreographed. Yeah. Like this is part of a stage show. Yeah. <laughs> it, so you've got this very wacky version of dreams. And then in mm -hmm. Inception, it's a lot more like things are normal, things are mundane, and it's just like the architecture of it that gets weird like you're just in a sp like you're doing otherwise normal things in a space that doesn't make sense yeah like you've seen like the mc eschering of buildings right. or like when all the water floods in through that uh building they're in at the beginning like stuff like that and honestly between these two things like inception is much closer to real dreams that i have had in the way that i would think about dreams like they're they're mundane like there's nothing remarkable about them but the circumstances you're in are just like shifted some degrees over to one side mm -hmm. and the, the architecture thing in particular like <laughs> a weird motif i have in my dreams is that i'm i'm out somewhere like it's never my own city it's like i'm traveling to some other city and there's a huge building on the horizon like a preposterously tall building and i keep like i can't look at it and i can't look away from it like the entire dream is like me doing something else it's like me checking into a hotel desk with my family but i just keep like darting my eyes out the window and then darting them back because i am in awe of and terrified of a building that's too tall <laughs> Which seems how, like if it's, how did they make that? It is right? too tall. <laughs> like if you if you take me if you take me to Dubai, I, I will think I am asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Inception like echoes these real things that I have had, like normal yeah. activities in like there is a structure to the place. This is the Inception has structure. The structure is just wrong, and the dreams in Paprika have no structure to them. I, now that I feel like the dreams in Paprika are more how people on the outside mm. view them, right? Because, like, if, if you've heard someone talk in their sleep, sometimes they might say a sentence that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no, 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 leave the milk out. Yeah. That's it. But sometimes they're just babbling, mm -hmm. which is also kind of what they do in this so I think they kind of take that up, 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 approach where it's just like this whole thing is just nonsensical. Mm. So. Yeah, like the, I think they're both valid approaches and all mm -hmm. the stuff they're doing in Paprika is dazzling to watch. Like that parade is so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I like little touches of it. Like there's a fridge at the opening of this parade. And the fridge door like flaps open. And inside the fridge door is a boom box that's like mm -hmm. placed on its end. Yeah. And I like those like 
those steps. Like, is there anything normal inside the fridge? No. It's an object you would never put in the fridge. And it's an object at an orientation you would never set it down at. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like I I like that though, because it's still they but b- 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 both of them give you that like unsettling mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Inception, I think, does a better job of well, not necessarily. Like it I, I think Inception with its color schemes and mm. the more architectural like the structure is yeah. wrong, like you were talking about i think makes it unsettling in a like a darker cr- cr- crime noir yes way whereas paprika as brightly colored as it is and as like silly and ridiculous and nonsensical it's almost more horrific in, yeah because there, there's a lot of like horrifying stuff that mm-hmm. happens we mentioned the one at the start with the the being in the cage mm-hmm. and the faces the there's the one of uh like these creepy dolls and all, all of that stuff um just the idea that paprika is like morphing into the other characters there's that like very horrifying I, I, I guess yeah you could just say r- 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 rape scene mm-hmm. that is trying to happen but it's still a, dr- a dream and the guy like puts his hand inside her and then like moves it up in, yeah. inside it's like it's ugh. like the, the, the whole <laughs> thing is just horrifying yes yeah yeah inception is inception also deals with time the dilation of time a lot more which is another reason i like relate to that because i was just talking about like i'm gonna run out the door just to i just have to put my shoes on and then six hours later i've found my shoes right like inception is this long slow time burn and the weirdness to it is also like very minute differences or things you're not going to catch right away Inception is a world where if you were there, the dream world of Inception, if you're there too long, it will slowly like make you question everything. And the dream worlds depicted in Paprika are like, oh, immediately I've lost my mind. Like they're both very different types of like haunting, harrowing, dangerous things. Yeah. Which could also be a reflection on what is happening in the Mm -hmm. film, right? Because things are not normal. Uh, we know that someone has stolen this technology and it's like, hey, they are doing bad things with this. They are hurting people. Things are not as they should be. But explain why it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then again, it's a dream. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the cop. Yeah. I, I think this can also kind of relate to it. Inception is more like they focus more on the crime Mm -hmm. aspects of of, of, it's like a crime thriller um, type of thing where this is not as as much like yeah crime has happened and is happening but I wouldn't necessarily describe this as a crime film no Um, however the cop uh, I think his name you said was Ponikawa yeah, um, he I think is maybe more of the central figure in this entire film. It's it's strange mm-hmm. because it's it's named Paprika, but we don't actually get much of Paprika. It, well, if you combine Paprika and Chiba, we spend most of the movie with one or two of them. 
sort of right, yeah. like we're not we're like if we're not following paprika we're following the woman who is paprika's uh real world alter ego detective kanakawa seems like he's going to be the most major character at the beginning and then the story does kind of leave him for a while when it follows this group kind of, of scientists yeah but I, I i i think at the end of the day his his story arc is maybe the most normal i i, or I guess like the most yeah z to follow uh in in the, the sense that he is a cop is trying to or it, it seems like he's gotten wind of mm. the stuff that is happening that someone has stole this technology so he's kind of helping them but not really he's also on this murder case that has happened recently that we really don't know much about the movie just kind of mm. mentions it uh but he's also seeing things in his dreams that relate to his childhood in which he wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and I like that was something that I thought was really neat. How his character is the one where it's like his dream is what he wanted to be when he was younger. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is my the the best version of myself, and so that's mm -hmm. what I dream about. Him. He's just like, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, but then we learn that that dream is also kind of deceptive. It, it's it's more so he wanted to be a cop. Mm -hmm. And and he, he, he thought that was wanted to be a filmmaker because they were making a, a film in which he was a cop and his mm. friend was the... the bad guy and it's this big mm. long chase scene stuff like that and um yeah like he, I, they never ended up finishing that movie and so i think that's why he was like well i just i want to keep being a filmmaker so i can finish that movie yeah but at yeah. the end of the day it's like no he actually just wanted to get the bad guy he wanted to get the bad guy mm -hmm. um which I, I think is neat just to have that like realization of like, this is something I've dreamed about my entire life and I'm actually living it out now. Like I don't necessarily mm -hmm. need to be a filmmaker because I am now the cop. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that that, that, that that was neat. Yeah, and he's an interesting parallel to Chiba who has this dream alter ego where he is like, He's kind of a movie buff, but he has this part of himself hidden away. Like he tells her, like, I don't like movies. I don't go to the movies. But you go inside his dreamscape and it is just like a row of theaters playing yeah. Tarzan and Roman Holiday and all that. And I like that he also is he's trying to be a professional. Like he is a detective, but he's he he's not really aware of the fact that it was movies that inspired him to be a detective in the first place. Right. Like yeah. he's got this thing that I think he views as like frivolous that he's like put in a box up on a mental shelf and he doesn't touch. Yeah. And then the, which is interesting that that's his struggle. Like he doesn't have any like deep, dark secret or flaw. He just, he's so devoted to his job that he feels weird about having a hobby, like a fantastical hobby. 
and he's got these movies hidden away in his head. And then you go to like the other scientist's house and they're like, it's covered with dolls and toys and action figures. Cause that's what these yeah. guys were into. Like there's, this movie is an interesting portrayal of like, if you are a business person or like, if you are a career person, if you've got this mm-hmm. dedicated career, like what, how do your hobbies interact with your career? Are they front and center? Like do your coworkers, do they go over to your desk and like know that you do these, like you've got an action figure or movie poster or whatever, or is it like, this is a secret part of my life. And this is remember, um, love is hard for an otaku. Like that was a theme in that too. It's like all these career people. And one of them finds out like, Oh, you're really into video games. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm really into video games. (laughs) Like the, amount to which you display or hide your hobbies in a professional setting seems like maybe it's a theme it's an interesting theme because i think that is something that happens more overtly in japan yeah there is this idea of the 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 company where they Mm. work nonstop for this company and basically have to sacrifice everything else um but but then yeah you get these you get these business people that then go home and they have a house full of action figures, mm-hmm. full of like Sailor Moon style magical yeah. girls and, and stuff like that. And it's like that's secretly who they are and they don't mm-hmm. really tell people that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because here in the West, it still happens, right? Like I, there, there is a, a sense of like, okay, well, this is my job. These are my coworkers. They aren't mm-hmm. necessarily my friends friends could make friends mm. with them if i want to to but i think it's less common here where it's mm. like hey let's go to happy hour together and figure out who we are and all that so we're a team you know mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and it, I, like I, it's it's interesting to see because i think this film really brings it out yeah is this guy who is in the box of detective yeah, be outside of that box where there is yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that something that low stakes is like the key to this guy's character. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess one way you could look at it is that as a detective, you need to look at the facts. Mm-hmm. What are, what, yeah. What is actually true? Whereas movies are often about things that are not true. True, for mm-hmm. instance, they they have been fabricated. They are imaginative. They are stuff like that. And so I think he, it, it might not have necessarily been something that he wanted to do, but it could have been like, hey, I'm a cop. I need to focus on what is real. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can't be using my imagination and speculating and stuff like that. And so, right? No. No more movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That that seems like that wouldn't be the, the conclusion that he makes. Is like, I am a cop now. I can no longer watch movies. It is forbidden. <laughs> All movies are forbidden. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's not. Mm-hmm. That's not what would happen. No. It should have been this like subconscious. Like, I need to be the best yeah. cop that I can be mm-hmm. to focus. Yeah. What was your favorite set piece in this movie? Because it's visually su- superb. Yeah. Um, 
I think favorite set piece. I mean, I love a good dilapidated amusement park. Right. Which That's I think is supposed to be, one. they call it Dreamland, I think. So I guess it's supposed to be Nara Dreamland, which was a direct copy of Disneyland. Like before uh, there was an actual Tokyo Disneyland, there was another neighboring uh, town called Nara that built a Disneyland theme park called Dreamland. And then once actual Tokyo Disneyland opened, it immediately just closed it crumbled but it's all still there so you're looking at this weird alternate universe cinderella castle just crumbling in the japanese countryside great no i i i i I don't know if there was like a specific set piece that really Mm -hmm. drew me in to me it, it it was all of the like that shouldn't happen the the Mm. thing where there's this the scene where the guy is sleeping at the computer and see paprika in the computer yeah off of the screen and she's in real life yeah behind his his cubicle like i love that stuff and she Mm. jumps into the poster of the like horse races she's now in the horse races how like that like to me that is something that inception didn't do and i feel mm-hmm. like i well on on one hand i i would have liked jesse but i don't think it would have fit in mm-hmm. inception just this idea of like how you move through different dreams yeah again like i mentioned at, at, at the start like they say you dream seven times every night but they don't mm-hmm. like that doesn't necessarily mean it's like distinct dreams yeah, right? it, it, it is this mix of like, yeah, at one point we were like in an office building running from an alligator. And then the next thing I know, we're at a horse race. Uh huh. Like, right. Like that is something you would you would hear someone say. And I think this movie really does a good job of 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 like, OK, now they're in this like motorcycle and sidecar driving down the road and they like ju- jump out and we learn that that is an advertisement on the side of a mm-hmm. truck it's like that is so cool like you 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 have to really think but at the same t- time not think about yeah. how all of that stuff works of, of of just like okay they need to escape so what do they do I don't know. How about there's an advertisement behind them for a moving company and they're all all, all of a sudden moving furniture into a truck. They pack it up and then they go. It's mm-hmm. like, sure, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I guess that's what they can do. And they, they, they make it work. Like, a lot of the visuals often end up being not important in mm-hmm. like they, they they both do and and not there are certain things it's like okay this is specifically a metaphor who you are or what you think or what you like but then there are these scenes where it's just like i'm gonna jump into into a horse race mm-hmm. because i wanted to be a horse racer or whatever they call themselves um, an equestrian a jockey like one. yeah yeah um like it's not because that's what they aspired to be. It's just because that's what they did. Hmm. Okay. 
fine. That works. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's just uh, it moves the story along and it looks very cool. Yeah. I really dug the radio club okay. site that we would go to. Like when after yeah. Paprika and Konakawa have this meeting in a like a hotel room, do this dream mm-hmm. experiment. She gives him a business card with his web address on it for radioclub.jp. And he goes to it and it is this like virtual uh bar like it's a virtual like really classy high-end bar and he goes in and there's like there's a bar and there's two bartenders and he's like i'm here to see paprika and they're like yes you go this way and it's real fuzzy like how much of this is like an actual thing he is seeing like on his computer screen it's like he's on the website and then he's like living this thing like there's this right, blur yeah. between what's real and like what's fantasy and he goes to like this back room in this bar and it's all just like polished like wood walls like wood wainscoting and then it's got like lush red velvet wallpaper and like mm-hmm. soft glowing like romantic lights it looks really cool and like he goes to a back room and like paprika is hanging out there in a booth just wearing her jeans and a t-shirt like i guess this bar doesn't have a, a dress code she looks underdressed yeah. to be in a bar so nice yeah <laughs> but yeah this is where they have these sort of meetings in this virtual bar space Oh, I really dug the radio club. I want to go to that real bar. There you go. I also really liked, um, you just see it briefly in like two scenes. The chairman of that science corporation, his office is like, it's like this big concrete room with this massive skylight and the skylight shines down on this like plant bed. Like mm-hmm. half of his office is like these huge lush, like overflowing plants in this rock bed. It's gorgeous. I love big plants in an office setting. There you go. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. That's for let's let's talk about kind of the end of the the Mm. film and this. uh, And I don't remember his name. The chairman of the whole. Oh yeah, the chairman is Doctor Inui. Anyway, okay, that sounds right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so what we find out happens is, yeah, the uh, doctor, yeah, I'm terrible with names, Tokita, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. lab assistant is the one that stole the technology. Yeah. But... It sounds like I—I I don't know if it was exactly that he was under orders from the chairman or whatnot. But in in the long run, we learn that it is the chairman. Mm-hmm. Does not like this technology. He thinks that dreams are sacred and that that and that this technology is now in intruding on something mm-hmm. he shouldn't know. Yeah. No, we're gonna mess with the subconscious and and stuff like that. So he is basically trying to hoard this technology and master it so that he can be the master of the dream world and mm-hmm. keep everyone out that he wants to. Wants to. He mm-hmm. starts to realize someone is messing with dream technology or stuff like that. Oh. They're dead. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, he does that by 
basically wearing the technology too much mm-hmm. to the point where he basically gains the powers of this thing without necessarily having to use it that he can go in other people's dreams and stuff like that and then at the end we kind of get this metaphorical dream battle where he's in charge and he has become this like giant god-like figure within the dream world um and then we see paprika kind of rise up to challenge him be like well he might be this godlike figure but he is not a good one like he is in evil god so we need a good one and she like rises up and becomes this giant godlike figure too and like absorbs his power and takes it all away and then boom the day is saved um that's a simplification of all of that but yeah what did you think of this end and like how it kind of wrapped up oh it's got an interesting turn to almost like a, a kaiju st- aesthetic almost yeah where he's like huge and stomping on buildings and then you see a projection of Dr. Chiba, not as Paprika, but like as herself. And she's like this little baby who like absorbs energy and grows until she's this <sighs> giant woman who like blasts yeah. an energy blast at him. Yeah. Oh, I did like that. She, oh, it, when it came down to it, she was able to win this battle as herself and like gain a little bit more confidence as Dr. Chiba, right, and not yeah. as Paprika. I think I had said it was Pepe at the end, but then again, they're both the same person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Interesting one. Like I think, upon viewing it a second time, I feel like the ending is kind of abrupt. Hmm. If, if 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 that makes sense. like, if I had to speak negatively about about this film or just like what I I felt like it didn't do is like I felt like we didn't get enough time to really explore this world and this technology yeah. mm-hmm. or the, the the characters again we don't get much of Paprika we get Paprika and uh Dr. Chiba mm-hmm. but I I, I don't know if it's enough to really say like we know the characters, mm-hmm. um, except for maybe the police officer. He's the one I felt like I knew the most, and then maybe Doctor Takeda underneath that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just this idea that all of a sudden it comes to this like crescendo, and it it, it just there's this big fight and. They they absorb the bad guy. That's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, it's like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. You don't see much fallout of anything at the end. Or like, what is the new status quo like after these events? Yeah, because they they start to comment on the fact that the dream world is now infecting reality. Mm -hmm. Like certain things are, are happening in reality that should not be Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah like that's that's something that would affect a lot of people like how like what how is this affecting the town how is this affecting the city like i 
that is that that is something that I would like to know, and I think not including that made it feel not as fleshed out mm-hmm. to me. Hmm. This movie's only like ninety minutes long. Like it's yeah. it's very tight, and it's a lot to take in. So on one hand, I kind of appreciate that it is that short. Like this is mm-hmm. not the length of Inception, which I believe is two hours and twenty eight minutes. Yeah. But I, there are parts that I wish I we did get to spend a little bit more time there, or like get yeah. to see the aftermath of certain actions. Yeah, because we don't even really get to see once. Um, Dr. Chiba kind of confesses her love mm-hmm. for, for Dr. Tokita. Uh, we we don't see it. Yeah. A- after that, it like she says, "I love you," and that kind of saves him and brings him back to reality and stuff like that. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. all we see. Um. Yeah, like I I I, I don't know. Like we don't get. I don't know. Like I feel like we haven't even talked about uh, Doctor Osanai or mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Yeah, like, he just seemed overall unimportant to the whole thing. Like, yeah, in as as tight as this film is, I I I think I'm glad that it was that short. But there are things that yeah, just feels like it's missing or we didn't get enough of. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. Mm-hmm. If you had to, like, was there something that stood out to you as like, man, I, I, I don't know if I liked this aspect of uh. the film, or it didn't really sit well with you. <laughs> um. It was a little tricky to follow, which might have been, like I said, I think I watched it when I was too tired. I also watched the subtitled version, and I wonder if I had watched the dubbed version first, if that would have you know, made anything a little bit easier for me to grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it might just be one that you need to go watch a second time at yeah, some yeah. point, you know, next year or the year after, after that. You know, mm-hmm. you now know what happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's not so complicated that you don't understand it but mm. it's still one of those things that you feel like you're two or three steps behind and mm. okay, maybe if i watch it again yeah yeah I'll know what's happening mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. well do you have final thoughts or there something mm-hmm. else you, you want to talk about with paprika no no i liked it it was visually so like i'm glad i watched this just to break in this new tv that i have (laughs) it looks great uh it's not too intimidating like it's not too over the top or difficult it's not that difficult to follow it's not that much of a a mind fuck if you will like i said earlier like it's sort of it's not necessarily light but it is fun like even for all of the more uh, uh gruesome aspects that the dreams can touch on like it's still more fun overall i think definitely worth Mm -hmm. checking out yeah yeah so i'd I'd recommend my experience to anybody else to watch inception and this very close together yeah it's it's an it's an interesting double Mm -hmm. feature as as you put it 
Um, yeah, I, I think that about wraps us up. Me as well. Um, you want to do recommendations? Yeah. If people liked this. What else should they check out? Something this actually reminded me of a lot is the Big O. Okay. Specifically, do you remember there's one episode of the Big O where the detective, like Detective Dotson might be his name, I don't remember. He has the, this haunting memory of a movie he saw once as a kid, and like he can't even remember, yeah. like, was that a real movie? Or a, a, like, why do I have deja vu? Was that a real movie? Is this something I made up? I have no way to prove Was this, this my anymore. life? Yeah. Yeah, like he's haunted by this imagery from the movie. It's like, oh, here's another anime about a a detective who is haunted by memories of a movie. The Big O, I think, is a good... It's about memories, not dreams. But mm. it's got a similar kind of, you know, what is real, like what isn't? Where do right. cold professionalism and uh, a more fantastical world intersect? It's got that same kind of a story, and I'd say tone-wise, it's kind of in between Inception and Paprika. If you're not familiar with it, The Big O is an anime series. It's like 12 episodes long, and there's a sequel series about a city where 40 years ago, everybody lost their memories mm -hmm. and just had to start over, like One start of all of culture over. It's so good. And the story is about a negotiator who just negotiates like crime and hostage situations throughout Conflicts. the city because yeah. Cause it's sort of a, it's a little, it's very noir. It's very Batman, the animated series. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of crime going on. And so he investigates these crimes and he's, he, he can't find his memories either. He's trying to figure out what happened. Why did it happen? And also he is a giant robot and he fights other giant robots and nobody knows yeah. wh why, there are giant robots. They just know <laughs> that just there are. are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, we covered it on the Whatnots podcast a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I had seen the show, I think, once before. Paul had never seen it. Um, and I, I, we blew our minds with that, mm -hmm. that show. Because that show is, I, I still don't know if that sh sh show is brilliantly genius or just a heaping pile of g -g -g garbage. It it, it 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 is so wild. It is so bonkers, I... and it folds in on itself yeah. like thirty times, and it's just like, what is happening? This it is wild. really enjoyable. But then at the end, like you're right. I don't know if that amounted to anything. I don't know if I have any answers. I don't know if it meant anything at the end. But what a I great ride! I don't know ride. if they had answers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you, we, we covered that on the Whatnots podcast. What's on our website mm. where I don't remember what number it is. You can look up the Whatnots yeah. podcast on our website for all of our shows. Anything else to recommend or was that it? No. Uh, well, I'll give you more than that. Just go watch the big O. That's all you okay. need. Sounds good. Um. I think for me, the one thing I would immediately check out is Paranoia Agent. Mm -hmm. This is a TV show. It's an anime, also by Satoshi Kon. Um, but it it it's not as dreamscapey or all of the hot stuff. But it does deal with re 
reality and not mm-hmm. being sure what's real and what's not. Uh, I think it's like a 26 episode anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It is so, 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 so good. And I think that is something else of Satoshi Khan's to check out. Of course, we also mentioned uh, that we've covered Tokyo Godfathers on the Whatnots podcast as well. And we've also talked about Perfect Blue here on the review show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a fan of Satoshi Khan, so go check out all of his stuff. I, um, Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Inception. I, I yeah. think that's the go-to. You have to just go to these reality-bending, dream-sharing mm-hmm. things. Um, you also had an interesting one that kind of spun off of Inception that you watched recently. Doctor Strange might yeah. be an interesting one yeah. to check out the the, the Marvel movie. Or if, if you don't want to watch the movie, go check out some of the comics mm. stuff because there is some reality bending stuff with that as well so mm-hmm. recommend kyle do you have your pitches ready thankfully i do i'm not gonna <laughs> lie i completely <laughs> forgot about them until like 10 minutes ago oh uh, okay <laughs> so i i was like looking on my, 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 my phone for some stuff thankfully i had a theme in mind Mm-hmm. That, uh you 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 reminded me of on the captain's log and i was like i should do that someday uh-huh and i already had two films down for that one so all i needed was a third okay so, melissa i want to do films about racing <laughs> racing films so Hoo-hoo, pitch okay. number one is speed racer the, the live action CGI yes. one. I've never seen it. Uh, I've I've heard very very polarizing reactions. There's there's people who love it. Mm-hmm. They're like they nailed this. This is exactly what a speed racer movie should have been. And there's other people out there who are like this was horrible. <laughs> I, what what were they thinking? Right. I'll. Uh, so that's, I have. I have seen Speed Racer before. It's been a long, like ten years or something, since the last time I watched it in its completion. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I have no idea what that movie is about, but the movie <laughs> makes you not care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that sounds like a, gl- a glowing recommendation. If I ever heard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah. That. That's. That's. Pitch number one. I think that's by the Wachowski siblings, right? Yes. Cool. Same people who made The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and pitch number two is an anime film c- called Redline. Oh, I've heard this uh, is good. This is one that you, I mean, your whole theme this past week was visually stunning. Mm-hmm. This movie is one of the most visually stunning anime films films i have ever seen and we never got to talk about this on the whatnots podcast but paul was the one that recommended this to me um and i ended up watching it on my own and yeah 
visually stunning this is incredible uh, um so i i think this would be one to check out especially since you just bought a new tv yeah and you're looking for mm. cool things to watch on a mm-hmm. new 4k tv yeah that stuff um it is also racing it's more sci-fi racing yeah. kind of death race kind of thing going on uh, a little bit more noir mm. uh, but it's it's still it's hand animated it is just wild the things that mm. they, every frame is packed Ooh. I, I know speed racer is mm. kind of that way too with just the like computer animated colors neon lights like is these two go hand in hand one that does not necessarily fit with that, mm. but I wanted to pitch because I've pitched it before in its anime uh, thing. There is a live action movie adaption on Netflix of Initial D. And Melissa, let me tell you, this movie is bad. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to pitch it. It is, <laughs> it is not a great movie. But at the same time, it's kind of fun to watch because of that. Mm-hmm. It still ends up having some 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 heart behind it, which is why I'm such a big fan of the anime. Um, the the art style, which is is based off of the manga, is not great in its character designs. The people don't look very. Um, I, I want to say well drawn, but they're just not realistic. Okay, sense. But the cars in both the manga and the anime are just so lovingly rendered. They look so good. Um, but yeah, I found a live action a dead action of of this, and it is wild. It is so fun to watch because it's just like this is like actively not good and it's so much fun (laughs) so those are my three pitches pitch number one the wachowski's speed racer Mm -hmm. pitch number two uh red line my mind just went Uh blank and i had a brain (laughs) fart there pitch number two is red line and pitch number three is initial D. <laughs> so I told you that I'd been meaning to rewatch Speed Racer for a while, but I was saving it because I wanted to get some specific like family and friends together and watch it on my parents like really good like 60 inch TV. This is why I haven't seen it because I cannot have that experience. But Kyle, mm-hmm. you need to see Speed Racer. So I'm going to watch Speed Racer with you, and I'll just watch it again. Like that's not a problem. Yeah. I will watch Speed Racer twice in a year if I should be able to. We gotta, <laughs> we have to watch it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I haven't seen this one at all. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like it's stuff that gets really polarizing reviews. Mm-hmm. Always interest me more mm-hmm. because I. I, I, I like art that does that. Like, it makes people talk. 
uh-huh. and be like, I hated this. It was terrible. They did this wrong and that. And someone else is, is like, I loved it. It was amazing. It did X, Y, and Z. And it was great. Yep. Like, huh. How is that possible? Let me see mm-hmm. this thing. What is yeah. it? So I'm, I'm excited. Good. Good stuff. Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Go mm-hmm. subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. We're at 69 followers. It's great. Nice. <laughs> but as nice as that is, let's get that above 70. Uh, so yeah, that would help us out a ton. That being said, this was episode 107 mm-hmm. of the Knots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.